I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We all know the internet has so much to offer, but there are corners of the internet you don't want your children going to. So what do you do? There's an endless list of complicated, technical, expensive solutions that impact the entire family and require hours of tech support. Circle with Disney found a better way. This awesome little device designed for families manages content and time online for all the devices in your home. Easy to set up. You can filter content, set time limits, even set a bedtime. Each person can have their own setting. This way, your children don't end up in scary internet territory. But mom and dad can still use the internet to get their work done. Use code NANCY at circlewithnancy.com. Get $10 off your circle and free shipping. Circlewithnancy.com. Offer code NANCY. Thank you, Circle, for protecting our children. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. A three-year-old little boy is dead. His mother is charged with child abuse for not getting him medical attention when he was obviously ill. It was revealed that the mother's boyfriend may soon be facing charges in the boy's death. Search warrants detailed the little boy's plight, not eating, vomiting in the days leading up to his death. Eric wasn't taken to the hospital until a day after he became gravely ill. By then, it was too late to save his life when doctors discovered a torn intestine. 22-year-old Daisy Martinez looked shell-shocked to be in a Wake County courtroom on the 
heels of her young son's death. Three-year-olds can't talk. You have to be the, the guardian of that child. You have to be the advocate for that child and know when your child needs to see somebody for, for professional medical care. A three-year-old child is found dead. The stunning part, it could have been stopped. And right now, the person you would suspect the least has been arrested. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Straight out to John Limley, Crime Stories contributing reporter. John, what happened? Nancy, police say that 22-year-old Daisy Martinez could have helped her little boy, Eric, but for some reason, she didn't. She's been charged with felony negligent child abuse, leading to Eric's death this past summer. Now, Nancy, at the time, Daisy and her two kids were living with Daisy's boyfriend, Ezekiel Gonzalez, in an extended-stay motel in Garner, North Carolina. It's a suburb of Raleigh, the state capital. On August 9th, police say something happened to Eric that caused him to get a tear in his intestine that led to sepsis. By the time he was brought to a hospital, too much time had passed. It was just too late. And Nancy, this is the especially heartbreaking part. He died just one day before his fourth birthday. Ashley Wilcott joining me, uh, well-known child advocate and lawyer. Ashley Wilcott, um, you know, John Limley, as he recited the facts as we know them right now, really, it just kind of glossed over the internal injury. Mm-hmm. Not only were there internal injuries, there were physical symptoms. So the report is that the boyfriend actually sent video to the mother at work showing the child throwing up, clenching the stomach. That happened all the way through the night when the mother was home. So it's not just there was an internal injury. There were physical signs of that injury well, that the mother ignored. With the Garner Police Department, quote, it had to be obvious his child had some kind of internal injury and the parents should have known. The mother should have known that the child needed emergency care. It's so clear to me. Joe Scott Morgan, forensics expert, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University. Joe Scott, this is heinous. This is torture. What this little four-year-old boy lived through before he finally mercifully died. Yeah, Nancy, uh, the tragedy of all of this is that uh, it could have been prevented. Uh, Let me tell you something. Uh, Ruptured intestines do not occur spontaneously. Uh, This is something, in my experience, is generally associated with blunt force trauma. That means a blow to the abdomen that rips through the intestine wall. It's a very painful, slow death. And his his immediate cause of death was listed as septicemia. And just so that people understand at home, septicemia is a horrible way to die, Nancy. You have severe nausea. Um, you have dizziness, uh, disorientation. And, and most of all, uh, you have a raging fever that just goes throughout the entire body. The body is screaming out uh, that it's infected and the child is not being rendered any kind of assistance whatsoever to karen stark psychologist joining me out of new york karen weigh in it's hard to understand how the mother was neglectful in this case nancy and i'm just wondering what she was afraid of why she wouldn't 
take him for help because he was obviously suffering. And I'm suspecting that something was going on that made her resist taking him for help. Well, wait a minute. Are you suggesting that she was afraid of what the boyfriend would do to her or she was afraid she would be arrested? I think she was afraid that she would be arrested, that something was going on there that she needed to keep secret. Well, let me tell you this much. If you're afraid of your boyfriend or your husband or your spouse, that's one thing. But to stand by and let your child die, that's a whole another thing. And back to what Joseph Scott Morgan was saying, this was not an illness. This was not that they didn't know how high his fever was, didn't realize he had septicemia. No, he was suffering from horrible internal injury uh, horrible issues. What were they, Joe Scott? Uh, well, Nancy, what we're talking about here is this uh, this tear in the intestine. And the intestine is rather resilient. But just keep in mind that our intestines carry very, very nasty little bugs. And once they get out, once they get out of that contained area, all kinds of problems can arise. And one more important thing here that uh, that really gives us an idea of neglect in the warrant uh, that was put out. Uh, one of the things that they alluded to was that this poor little angel was throwing up coffee ground like material. Uh, that means it's dark. It's uh, granular. Let me tell you what this was. This was semi gelaginous blood that this child was throwing up Nancy as a result of this event. It's just absolutely horrible. Well, I got to tell you, sadly, I knew exactly what you were going to say. Uh, from having seen it so many times, it comes from internal bleeding, and then the blood in your stomach starts to coagulate like uh, it would when you have a cut on your skin. And the little boy was bleeding so much internally that it was coagulating in his stomach, and he would start throwing it up. Now, I want to go back to the facts. To John Limley, Crime Stories investigative reporter, John, uh, the boyfriend sent the mother video of the little boy just vomiting up coagulated jello-fied blood. Why? Why did he do that? Uh, this is not quite understood just yet. Uh, the, uh, uh, investigators are still trying to figure out why the, the, the video was even made in the first place, let alone sent to the mother. The search warrants detailed the little boy's plight. Uh, he was not eating, vomiting in the days leading up to his death. And finally, his jaw locked up and he became unresponsive. At this point, his mother finally took him to the hospital, but it was just too late. As for why charges have just now been brought in this case, police say their aim from the very beginning has been to practice due diligence, that they've been conducting a thorough investigation for over three months now about these injuries that resulted in the death of a child. Their goal, police say, is to provide solid justice for little Eric and that they want to be confident about every element in their case. You might be able to help me on this, Karen Stark, psychologist out of New York. The officials at Wake Mad Hospital in Garner immediately call police after his parents bring him there the night that uh, they finally, finally bring him to the ER. They knew immediately police should be called. Explain, Karen, why they had to call police. Because no one, it was a, it was a clear case of neglect, Nancy. Somebody should have brought him to that hospital right away. And so 
they understood that there was something going on there that needed to be investigated. That's when police are called, when there's negligence, when there's abuse. I'm taking a look at all of the documents right now. I want to go back to something Ashley Wilcott, child advocate. The boyfriend sends this video to the mother. And it's of the little boy vomiting, vomiting, vomiting up blood. Do you think, Ashley, he's asking her, do you want me to take him to the hospital? Look what's happening. I don't know what to do. Or was there a more uh, nefarious intent of sending that video? Like, look what I did. I don't know the answer to that. We don't know the answer, but the cynic in me says more nefarious. I do not believe that it was a, oh, wow, look at him. Should I call the doctor? Any person would know whether you're a boyfriend, a mother, a friend, or a stranger. Any person would know when a child's that sick, you go to the doctor. So I don't think it was an innocent, oh, look, he's sick. Should I go to the doctor? I think there's something more nefarious because the other thing factually we know, there was a domestic assault call to this particular home as well. So there's some other situations going on in this home. Well, frankly, I don't care what's going on between the two of them. I'm worried about the little boy who is now dead. Okay, now here's another thing. What about this, Ashley Wilcott? Digest this and interpret. She's charged, not him. Now, that suggests to me he was sending the video going, what, should I take him to the hospital? I don't get it. I honestly, just reviewing all the facts in this case, as we know them at this point in time, I honestly cannot imagine or understand why the boyfriend has not been charged. Because, again, he was there, too. You know, maybe Nancy in the best light, maybe he was saying, oh, my gosh, your son's sick. This is terrible. We need to go to the doctor. I'm just suspicious. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. What I don't buy is the fact that the injuries were there so long. Joseph Scott Morgan, you're the death investigator, that septicemia set in. Now, what that is, is um, blood poisoning. And a lot of times people get it in the hospital. You get it when you have an injury or an infection and an infection gets in and it takes over your whole body and it kills you pretty quickly, Joe Scott. Yeah, it does. And what's really what's really tragic about this uh, for me as as someone that's that's been involved in forensic science, I know this area well where they are. They're they're within very short distance of some of the finest medical uh, treatment in the nation, Nancy, and they couldn't find it within themselves uh, to reach out and try to, to help this child. This could have been stemmed from the beginning when a child sustains, if this is what happened, sustains blunt force trauma to the abdomen. This is something that needs to be looked at in the immediate. It really makes me think what else is going on? What else is going on with other little ones that might be under their care? And what is it that is stopping this man from asking for help, that he has to send a video of this poor child suffering to the mother who is at work. Did she do something? Did she do something? Did she perpetrate something? I think that's a big question uh, going forward. Had she told him, do not call anybody? And that's something that's going to be found out hopefully very soon. Well, we know that the injury, the autopsy revealed was trauma caused by force to his abdomen to the extent he tore his intestine, resulting in a fatal infection. So something hit him or force so strong, it actually tore 
his intestine. I mean, Ashley Wilcott, can you imagine the pain? I mean, okay, don't laugh, Ashley, okay, because you know my daughter. This was about two years ago. She, don't start laughing. You either, Jackie, just turn around. She got a splinter. And she was having a fit. And when she would see me come toward her with a needle or the the tweezers, she would go berserk. Okay. So finally, it's a splinter, Ashley, a splinter. I drove to three Medfirsts until I could get her in there so a nurse could remove it. And what did she do? She just plucked it out with you know, tweezers, but it killed me to see Lucy crying and talking about all the pain in her finger. I mean, I knew it was a splinter, okay, but still seeing her like that, I'm like, okay, get in the car. We're, we're, we're going to the doctor right now. I could, you know, I could not stand it. This child went, I know, for an entire day overnight through the next day in this pain of a torn intestine. I can't imagine either. They tortured this child by allowing the child to be in that kind of pain. And in conjunction with the amount of pain, you know, the child was in, and I'm like you, I see my child crying. What do you do to fix it? You don't let it go and go. They tortured this child. But in addition to that, I cannot imagine the amount of force this child had to incur to even have the torn intestine in the first place. So it's, it's worse on top of worse. Well, another thing, that factors into it and I want to ask you about this John Limley crime stories contributing investigative reporter is that text messages on the mom and the boyfriend's phone show they were arguing via text while all this was happening were they arguing about the boy I don't know but I know that just adds on to it they're so busy in their argument the boy is dying. The baby is dying, John. Is it true they were having this text argument? It appears to be so. Investigators have a lot of questions about these text messages uh, of, in addition to actually what happened to cause these injuries in the first place. Neighbors uh, in the the extended stay hotel where the the people were staying, uh, Daisy, her boyfriend, and the two boys, um, one resident in the hotel where the child lived with uh, these uh, these three, these four, actually, um, stated that he often see the boys crying. Uh, one time, this particular neighbor even asked the boys if they were OK, and they became even more upset by that simple question. Yeah, the neighbor says, every time I came downstairs, like on my way to work, The children were always crying, and I was always wondering, what's wrong? I asked the little boys, are you okay? And they just burst out into tears. Okay, when you hear this story like I do, it breaks my heart so much that I don't know what to do. I know I can't fix this, but what I can do is report on it. What I can do is urge everyone hearing this story, if you suspect a child is being hurt or being neglected, please call authorities. If you're wrong, you're wrong. But you're right to try. 
when I think of these two little boys crying every time the neighbors saw them. And now this one little angel is dead. He's gone. And he suffered so horribly. Authorities say more charges are likely to be handed down. And I am awaiting an appointment with Lady Justice. I want to pause and thank our partner who is making today's program possible, where we expose what was done to this little child. And that sponsor is Circle with Disney. I want to talk to you parent to parent. We know there are so many dangers our children face every day. Why have a danger at home? I'm talking about the Internet. And yes, I use the Internet with my children all the time. We research all their school projects, everything together. But their world is now the Internet. But there are spots of the Internet I don't want them to be. And it's hard to monitor what they're up to 24-7. I sneak up on them all the time. I catch Lucy watching cat videos and John David on Minecraft, or as I like to bother him and say Minecraft. Or, But there's so many places I don't want them on the Internet. Now, there are complicated, technical, expensive ways. You can get some tech pro to come in and install hardware and software. That affects everybody in the home, whole family. So what do you do? Circle with Disney. It's a beautiful little device designed for families to manage content and time online for all the devices in your home. Yes, I said all. You can filter content, set time limits, even set up a bedtime. It's easy. Even I could do it. Everybody in the family, here's the the golden part, can have their own setting. That way, children do not end up in the dark internet. But mom and dad can still use the internet to research and get their work done. Offer Code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y. Use it at circlewithnancy.com. Get 10 bucks off your circle and free shipping. We are using it here in our home. It's so easy. John David set it up. My son, my 10-year-old. And I want to thank Circle for what you've done for my family and for being our partner today. A little boy is dead Just before his fourth birthday, still three years old. Why? No, he was not a victim in a car accident. Uh, No, he didn't have an illness. Oh, no. He suffered at home horrible, horrible pain from ripped intestines. Mommy's live-in boyfriend actually sent Mommy a video of the child vomiting up congealed blood. Why? In the last hours, we learned mommy has been charged with felony child neglect. And joining me right now, a very special guest who is taking time out of the investigation to join us. It is Captain Joe Benz from the Garner PD. Captain, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. You know, Captain, I know you can't reveal everything to us. As of right now, she's charged with felony child neglect. I, of course, you know me, Captain, I think she should have been charged with homicide. But let me ask you how this whole investigation unfolded for your team. What happened? Sure. Um, We got called to a local hospital here in Garner, North Carolina, 
um, the doctors were seeing or, or working on this child, and they gave us a call. The child came into the hospital. He was um, unconscious. He was uh, non-responsive. Um, and so the, con- the hospital uh, staff contacted us and we responded out to the hospital. The Garner Police Department said this boy, this sweet child, died of internal injuries. And his 22-year-old mother is accused of not getting him medical treatment in a timely manner. Captain, how long does your team think this boy suffered before he died? At this point, we, we really don't know. And that's, that's one of the heartbreaking things is, is that we're still trying to determine how long, uh, how long this child suffered. We're trying to determine how, uh, how this actually occurred. We're trying to figure out um, who may be responsible for the actual injury itself. So there's just a lot of pieces we still haven't put together yet, and we're still working on that. Um, but certainly the child uh, should have received some medical care much more promptly, um, and we could be having a totally different conversation if he had. Well, I know that he cried all through the night, suffering. The next day, mom goes to work. He's still suffering. She comes home and tries to feed him some grapes, and that's when they realized his jaws had locked. Now, I'm just a JD. I'm not an MD. But when your jaws lock, that is bad. And because of the internal injuries, they had been there at least long enough for infection to set in. Now, with the body, that, that could be very quickly. Sepsis moves very quickly. I'm thinking, uh, Captain, with me, everybody, Captain Joe Benz. I know the mom is charged right now. And I'm thinking about that injury forensically. It had to be a very powerful blow to the boy's abdomen to rip his intestines. And you'd typically think a man did it. But what if he were kicked by a grown woman? That could result in the same thing. I mean, how can you isolate who did what? Of course, this is not a natural injury. That's correct. We, what we're trying to do is kind of narrow down a time frame for when it occurs. So that'll help us help us identify who was with the child potentially when this injury occurred, and that'll help us narrow down to uh, who we should focus on as far as the injury itself. Um, is it true what we have read that the boyfriend, the live-in, sent the mom a video of the little boy coughing up congealed blood? That's correct. There, there's some evidence um, that we've received. Uh, again, this that goes to the whole point of when you have this symptom, you have the symptoms you described just a while ago, any parent should know that child needs immediate medical care. And that's why this child uh, was, like you said before, he suffered. And so that's why this parent was charged. And again, our job now from this point forward is to find out how that actual injury occurred, when it occurred, and narrow down to potentially who might have been the one that caused it. Well, you know where I stand, Captain, because if, if he is not a person of interest, he is not a suspect. If the boyfriend did this thing, if he did, and the mom let it happen, then she should stew in the same pot as him. If the mother did it, and the live-in boyfriend stood by and did not take him to the doctor, they should both, both face trial on these charges. What, what is really disturbing, and you brought this up, Captain, is the time period, all right? Letting that standing there, letting the child 
be in a fetal position in pain, vomiting up congealed blood. When you're vomiting up blood, you're in trouble, Captain. You are in in deadly, deadly circumstances. And they did nothing. They did nothing, Captain. That's great. Yeah. And then again, that's what makes this such an unfortunate incident because if, if that child receive timely care we don't again we don't know if you're having the same conversation or not. of course we can't predict that but we just don't we don't know what kind of conversation we'll be having so this this child did suffer this child uh did have an injury that should have been cared for or taken to see professional medical assistance long before he was um and again it's up to the da you're going back to your statement about charges um we we just try our job is to put the pieces together to, to put that timeline together when things happen to put timelines together for or how it happened, you know, was it a kick? Was it, uh, was it something just, uh, something totally different? So we, we just don't know right now. And I think once we get those answers, then we'll of course bring the appropriate charges that we feel, or at least recommend the appropriate charges to our district attorney that we feel is appropriate for that case. So your job, of course, is to put together all the pieces, collect all the evidence. I assume the scene has been processed. Another issue is this child had siblings. And one thing I hate to do, Captain, is put a little child up on the stand, but I'll do it. I will absolutely do it because what matters is seeking the truth. And it's hard. You, you've got to get a child psychologist. You've got to have somebody that knows how to talk to children that may not be able to verbalize what they saw. You got to go talk to neighbors. You got to hear what they said, what they heard, what they saw. I mean, this doesn't just happen overnight. This takes time to put a case like this together when you've got a victim that could not really speak for themselves and you're trying to deduce what happened. Is that right? That's correct. And that's, that's the biggest and hardest part of dealing with any child uh, victim, um, particularly at the age that they're at. At least, you know, they get a couple of years older, you, they can tell you what happened, or at least you can maybe to coax them into telling you what happened. However, this child is only three years old, almost four. Um, his younger sibling was, was two, almost three, uh, or somewhere around in there. So, there, it's, again, it's just not a whole lot of people speaking up to saying, hey, this is what happened to this child. And um, so we have to forensically go on the evidence. We have to identify other potential witnesses that might have seen this child so we can put together timelines, put together potential uh, causes uh, for that You know, injury. Captain, um, I mean, I got into the law business or the business of crime when I became a crime victim myself when my fiancé was murdered many, many years ago. And that really affected the rest of my life. I mean, it was over 20 years before I could even consider re- marrying somebody else, you know, and then I had waited so long, I nearly died in childbirth because I, you know, was giving birth so late in life. I mean, crimes like this affect people in ways you never, you never can, you can't, see it at the time how it's going to affect your life and I'm thinking about that little brother I'm thinking about that child um, and how in the world you're going to put this case together captain when you see things like this and you look at this woman this mother she's very beautiful you know physically she's very attractive in the picture I see of her it's so hard for me to take in Someone could be so cruel and to their own child. I mean, how do you 
keep reporting to work every day? How do you do it? We do it because um, because of the victims. You know, we do it because those victims are there, that somebody has to be an advocate for those victims. Somebody has to be uh, prepared to stand up and say, hey, we're going to protect you or we're going to help you or we're going to get justice for you. And then, you know, that's why you do it. You know, I know you're going to laugh, Captain, but in my personal life, I very rarely get angry. It takes a lot to get me angry in my real life. I don't even like conflict. I'm such a pushover with my two children. That's why I've got two cats, two dogs, and two guinea pigs living here. But, Captain, when I hear what happens to other people, it just breaks my heart. It just breaks my heart. And the other thing is... If you don't take a stand in court and you don't take a stand in your line of work, that just means the perp goes free to hurt another person. You know, it doesn't end with this one child or this one victim. What about the other little child living in that home? Well, thank goodness that child has been removed from the home and that child has been uh, is with some uh, other family that's going to take care of them um, and from our childhood services. So, again, um we do what we can. Um, we, we take, uh, like I said before, we, we, we go into work. We do what we can. We, we make sure the victims have a voice, make sure the victims are, uh, are uh, receive some justice for what occurred. Um, and that's why you keep going. So you, just, you keep doing that, keep doing that. Well, let me ask you this, Captain. Now that I've got you, Captain, does it ever bother you when you leave work? Because, you know, I've thought about this little boy so much. It just gets me so upset. I can hardly stand thinking about what he lived through every day coming home. The neighbors said that these two little boys cried all the time. Right in front of the neighbors. I have never once seen my children break out in tears when neighbors approach them. These children would just break out crying when the neighbors would approach them. They were so beside themselves, living in fear, living in danger. I mean, does this... How do you internalize this? Do you worry about it at night? Does it make you work overtime? Do you dream about it? I mean, how do you deal with seeing this every well, I day? I guess the, the biggest way is, is you have to be able to talk about it um, with, with other people that are going through the same thing. So we, we do that a lot um, in police work in general because we do see that side of society that a lot of people don't see, and we see it routinely. Um, so I have a, a, a great wife at home and two wonderful kids, and we uh, you go home and you you – be in their moment you know and that's something that i'm glad you said that captain because that really changed my life when i had the twins that allowed me to force myself to just for those moments that i'm with them to give them the happiest mother i can be and the most uplifting mother and it makes me not think about crime for just those hours You know, Captain, just hearing your voice and hearing you talk about this case makes me know that it is going to be handled with the utmost importance because this child will not have died in vain. And I want to thank you, Captain, for being with us. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate your opportunity to come on your show. And hey, no pressure, but we're watching. (laughs) Absolutely. So is a lot of people. So are a lot of people. I want to thank our partner making our program possible right now. You know, everybody and their mother 
are talking about, quote, superfoods. What is a superfood? Every time I, I, I look online, there's a new superfood. It's quinoa. It's a blueberry. It's a, a, a sun choke. I don't, even, I don't know what's next, but I can tell you this. Superfoods are nutritionally dense foods that are extremely beneficial, especially beneficial to your health. Now, I do know this. Beets. Beets are one of the most powerful superfoods you can put in your body, loaded with important nutrients to increase your blood flow. That increases your energy. I need energy, but I can't and don't have time to eat a gallon of beets every day. But now I can get the energy benefits of beets and a very powerful concentrated superfood drink, Super Beets. And I have been drinking it and I can tell a difference. Super Beets is made from beets grow to very exacting standards. Then they concentrate them into superfood crystals. Super Beets promotes your body's own natural ability for healthier circulation, increased energy, stamina. If you want those benefits like I do from a powerful superfood, call 800-516-0683, 800-516-0683, or go to nancysbeats.com. With your first order, get a free 30-day extra supply of superbeats, free, plus indicator strips to show you how superbeats is working for you, free shipping. Now, there's a deal. They're not going to give you that down at the health food store, okay? Super Beats, thank you for being with us and being our sponsor today. And now we travel across the country. In the last hours, a 10-year-old little girl. Oh, my stars. That's the age of my babies. John, David, and Lucy, they just turned 10. I think there's a chance they still believe in Santa Claus. I'm not going to test it. Because then they might tell me no, and I don't want to know that. They're just so innocent. They still believe fairies live in the backyard. A 10-year-old little girl has been taken off life support two weeks after she hangs herself because a classmate posted a video of her being bullied on social media. 10 years old, 120 months on this beautiful earth, and the little thing hung herself. You know, John Limley with me, Crime Stories contributing reporter, I could tell the facts, but I just don't think I can get through them. John, what happened? It's tragic to say the very least. Ashanti Davis uh, died at Children's Hospital in Aurora, Colorado. This is just east of Denver. Police received a 911 call about 10 p.m., Uh, on November 16th from a home in uh, the East Oxford Drive neighborhood on a report of a child who was not breathing. Uh, The child, uh, Ashanti Davis, we now know her name, was taken to the Aurora Medical Center, then transferred to Children's Hospital. Uh, Police are investigating the death as a, a suicide hanging. The girl was a fifth grader at Sunrise Elementary School in the Cherry Creek School School District. I should have some response to this because Ashley Wilcott, you're our child advocate. This little girl had been being bullied at school. And of course, the school says we don't tolerate bullying. But I can tell you, Ashley, even these fancy private schools, they know bullying is happening. 
and they don't do anything about it. This little girl not only was bullied, she said something to her bully and she got a smackdown at school and it was on video. And then apparently the bullies uploaded it onto something called musical.ly. And she was devastated that her smackdown was now on social media and everybody was watching it, Ashley. And here's the worst part. The school actually says they don't tolerate bullying and they say, oh, well, that video wasn't made on school property as if that exonerates any knowledge of bullying. Oh, that didn't happen on school property. But we all know the bullying that led up to her taking that final straw and and confronting it did happen on school property. So, so many different people failed this child. And Nancy, I rudely interrupted you earlier just to say this, look at her picture and how innocent she looks just as innocent and sweet and wonderful as our own kids look. So, and she's 10. A 10-year-old shouldn't even know what it means to commit suicide, much less do it because of what's happened to him at school. For those of you just joining us, a 10-year-old little Colorado girl has died two weeks after she hangs herself because a video of her being bullied was posted on social media. Her parents devastated. Joe Scott Morgan, how would a child even know how to do this? That's that's hard. That's hard to say. I was just contemplating that myself, Nancy, uh, thinking about how does a 10-year-old know to take take some kind of ligature and suspend themselves in a closet? Because apparently that's where she was found, in the closet of her home. I'm sure that she was not breathing or had agonal respirations, which just means minimal respirations at best. The medical team was called. They took her to the hospital. And obviously, she was already past the point of saving at that point in time. It's just a hopeless situation where I'm sure this child had very little brain activity when they brought her into the hospital. I want to go the, to into the Karen hospital. Stark, psychologist joining us out of New York. Karen, the mom knew she was afraid. The mom knew the little girl was afraid. But I have seen cases, Karen, where parents go to the school, go to the school, go to the school saying, this happened, this happened, this happened. And the school says, oh, we haven't heard anything about it. I know for a fact that happens, Karen Stark. It happens because the school is most concerned with not getting the publicity, not getting sued, looking good. As in this case, where the school went out of their way to say, well, this didn't happen on school property. Instead of addressing the fact that bullying is a very, very serious offense, that it happens, and that this kind of outcome does exist. And because of the Internet and the media, Children know, they understand that you can kill yourself. They understand that they could do something as awful as it may seem. And so parents really need to be careful and pay attention when they hear about any kind of bullying and insist that the school do something. Well, the parents are now saying the school did not do enough, did not do enough to stop the bullying. It's now being called bully side which is a funny name, I know, but 
it really grasped the whole concept, Ashley Wilcott, because we're hearing about it more and more and more, Ashley. Yeah, it's a very common, regrettably, thing that we hear about in the news. And, you know, there was all the discussion about the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, and some argued that all that was doing was giving the kids the idea if they were bullied to commit suicide. And then some argued the opposite, which is it educates people, community parents about the fact, like we just heard, kids know what it is to commit suicide now. Now they know how to do it. And so we have to be even more diligent to educate them about, oh, my God, if you are having troubles being bullied, feeling bad about yourself, seek someone out. Don't commit to these horrible acts of suicide. We've all got to be diligent. What she's talking about, it's called 13 Reasons Why. And it is a Netflix show. Um, It's theatrical, but I believe it's based on a real story where a girl kills herself. A young girl kills herself as a result of bullying. It's very popular. And now they say it's a fictional story of a teen girl who leaves behind 13 audio recordings after she kills herself. And to my understanding of the show, it calls out, each audio calls out somebody that bullied her. And in her death, she becomes popular at school. The bullies examine themselves and they, quote, see the light and they change their ways. Many argue this 13 Reasons Why Netflix show is encouraging young people to kill themselves. They don't understand. It's forever. And popular post-mortem, it's not quite the same as fame in life. I mean, Joseph Scott Morgan, you've got a young boy. Do you know about this 13 Reasons Why? Only peripherally, and I've never watched it, but I can see, and this is this is the danger with social media, I think, and media in general, where things are glorified like this. And it's it's a surreality, as I like to refer to it. And it's a reality that is unattainable for a lot of these kids. It seems as though, and this is certainly outside of my area, but it seems as though many of these kids are incapable at these young ages of separating fiction from reality or the fiction that is the media world from what true reality is. And it's, it's a very, very dangerous, dangerous situation. Well, Ashley Wilcott, what about this website, musical.ly, that allowed this to be there? I mean, other websites are very loosely monitored, but they allowed this video of a little girl being bullied to, to stay online. And this is what's terrible. So musically, as the kids tend to call it, at least the little the fourth graders that I know call it musically, is very popular with that age. And it's about making a video to music. And a lot of it's cute, right? Like little girls or little boys dancing and singing songs. And it's a very cute. So A, a lot of kids are attracted to that particular website and will see this terrible video. And B, musically is not the place for that kind of video. And I don't know how it stayed on. I don't know how that wasn't monitored right the heck off. The other thing I have to say, Nancy, is I really need to clarify something that I misstated. The school apparently actually said 
that the video did not take place during school hours. They never said it didn't occur on the property, but they made clear, hey, this didn't happen during school hours. That still doesn't excuse how bullying is handled, but I did want to clarify that factually. Yeah, I thought it was outside, like in the playground or the parking lot. But another issue is the message it sends about standing up to your bullies, which is what most of us tell our children to do. But not only that, the mom knew the little girl was afraid. She was afraid to go to school. She was afraid of bullying. I mean, John Limley, Crime Stories contributing reporter, is. am I right on that? Didn't the mom say she knew Ash was afraid? Yes, indeed. And, and what's so ironic about this is this was not a, a child that was ordinarily afraid or, or depressed. Uh, Shanti's parents describe her as bright and vibrant. The little girl wanted to be a WNBA star. Uh, however, toward the end of October, that little happy girl disappeared uh, in the video of the fight. Uh, Ashanti can be seen wearing pink, uh, fighting with another girl. And what's uh, amazing is this was her very first fight ever. And this whole episode was drawn out over the course of, by the time of her death, four weeks, because, uh, you know, the, the bullying uh, took place, then the fight, then the video. And then, of course, two weeks later, she hangs herself. And then two weeks later, she's taken off life support. Just a, a horrible, drawn-out story here. Nancy, well, if I is, could interject just one more yes, thing that, that was just that's striking to me about this thing. You know, when when we were all kids, uh, we, we had a small little sphere that we dealt with. I know that I did, at least. And the opinions of that group, you know, they kind of, change the course of our life in many cases but now just imagine this 10 year old girl one thing that she is truly oriented to that we might not be is that she understands or understood maybe in some small way that this thing that happened in her life wasn't just with her small little group of friends she start she she has a stark reality that this whole episode is played out potentially between you know before tens of thousands of people that get onto this website, how harsh of a reality is that for this little this little baby that hasn't had any exposure to the real world except through media? And now this is in her face. It's it's she's faced with the reality of this. It just seems very, very hopeless. And then compound this. More bullying as other kids tease her about the video, which, you know, they can all see musically and they all, a, a lot of them look at it. It's really a, a website to make little music videos or short videos. But they all saw it. And then they started bullying her and teasing her about that. This is what I know. According to the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, suicide is the second leading cause of death, age 15 to 24. It is the third leading cause of death in children aged 10 to 14. Let that sink in. The third leading cause of death for children 10 to 13, that's my children, is suicide. They don't understand it's forever. And you would think car crash, you know, um, childhood cancer, you know, accidents, whatever. Suicide, the third 
leading cause of death of children 10 to 14. And back to this Netflix, 13 Reasons Why. It's about a girl's suicide. And it shows, uh, it's very glamorized, like people are taking selfies beside Hannah's locker. Okay, that she's a celebrity now. And uh, it glorifies the whole thing. Now, another thing we sh- we know is that 4% of preschool children, 5% school age, 11% adolescents meet all the criteria for major depression. And then this child is thrown into the thick of it. Right now, all I can do is pray for Ash and her family and hope that justice is rained down on those parties responsible for this beautiful girl's death. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255, Take a listen to what Ash's parents told Denver's Fox 31. Listen. We watched our daughter's life slip through our fingers, through our hands, you know what I'm saying? And that miracle didn't come for us. She was just uh, a child of joy, you know. She brought joy to everyone. She's always been a happy girl. Her parents say that changed last month when she confronted some bullies after school. She uh, got into her first ever fight. Uh, it was recorded by a student and sent to an app uh, called Musically. I seen my daughter was scared. She was devastated when she found out that it had made it to Musical.ly. And then my daughter come home two weeks later and hangs herself in the closet. It's just devastating. They believe she's the victim of what's called bully side when someone takes their own life because of bullying. We have to stop it. We have to stop it within our kids. And they're hoping Ashanti's story can help. It's easy that they can get on Facebook and all these apps, but they don't have an app for help. I want other parents to know that it's happening. That was my baby. I love my baby. And I just want mothers to just listen. We are trying to solve unsolved homicides. We are trying to find missing people, especially children here. Won't you join us? I want to thank our partner who was making our program possible, 1-800-DENTIST. If you're like everybody else, you've probably had one too many sugary treat over the holiday, and that is why you need to schedule an appointment with an awesome dentist you find using 1-800-DENTIST. The specialists at 1-800-DENTIST match you with a local dentist that suits your dental needs. For a dentist with the very latest technology, find a dentist with CEREC. C-E-R-E-C, CEREC. Dentists can create a high-quality crown in a single office visit. No more multiple trips. No more spending gaps of time with gaps in your teeth. With the dentist you find using 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before the year is over. 
Don't worry about replacing a temporary crown you got in December with a permanent one in January. Usher in the new year with a smile. Learn about CEREC, C-E-R-E-C, and book that appointment today by visiting 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC. 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash C-E-R-E-C. 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC. What a great idea to match a local dentist to match your particular dental needs, whether it's a cleaning or a crown or whatever it may be. Thank you, 1-800-DENTIST, for being our partner today. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash nancy.